I may be more sensitive to it because I am a player. I'm a former player, mm -hmm. and it does hit home. Like, this kid been through a lot. That's why I have a lot of respect for James. I'm yeah, not I, I disagree with but that. I think he handled it the best way a hurt individual can handle it. Know, he just did for me, best for him. I, I, I think when you call your coach a boy on national television. Uh, did he deserve it? Uh, Point, I did it, Nate, but you don't know that, Nate. No, but, but you, I mean, that's I mean, just like, listen, I got an interview about let's, Doug Whaley. I told, let, let, I let, let's go back to Hunt. Great Carlos. Like, you get what I'm saying? I felt like let, that at that point yeah. period in time. Did yeah, let's, let's go that back to that moment, like though. Boy. That was Point after. Period, that, Nate. that was after. Hey, guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go, Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. Dub in the house. So we listening to Hear the Spear. Presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear. Presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? We are live. What's happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. Appreciate everyone listening, hanging out with us this evening. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, we did an instant reaction to Florida State's loss uh, against Pittsburgh right after the game on Saturday evening. You guys can go check that out. We gave our raw takes on that, so we've had a little bit of time to think about it, but uh, just not even a close close game there in Doe Campbell Stadium. But we're here. We're enjoying the week. Basketball is coming up soon. We still got some football to talk about. Transfers, guys opting out, uh, big-time player actually leaving the program. And we'll discuss more because we, on our side of things, we expect more transfers to happen. But before we jump into everything, let me introduce – our usual co-host. We got everybody coming in. Dustin will be here in a few minutes, but up here with me, Nate Greer, our lead recruiting insider. He's had a busy week. Austin Vizi has also had a very busy week. Basketball is nearing, so he's our lead basketball writer. He's going to start kicking up stuff here really soon, and already is. And then Carlos Williams, 2013 national champion. No big deal. Got the rings to prove it. Um, but what's going on, gentlemen? What's up, fellas? Watching some Thursday night football. That's the thing with recording. I got to start putting on a screen over here so I can watch. I don't get to see it. I don't get to watch it like I usually do. My DraftKings is going to fall apart. Um, Nate, is the, is the mic going to be good for you up there? Are we feeling good about this mic? No, we're not feeling good about all the mic. Can you hear me? Kind of. We can kind of hear you. Well, can you hear me now? Tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Maybe um, try to work with that other headset for the time being, maybe for the least yeah. of the time being. Dustin's going to be joining us here uh, in just a little bit. He is simping 
to his lady. So uh, meanwhile, though, he's tweeting while we're live, though. So that's interesting how that works. He can't get in here. Oh, there he is. Uh, but yeah, how's y'all's week so far? How'd y'all's weekend go? My weeks are going really well to start off because the Steelers <laughs> are still undefeated and I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling phenomenal. Until that COVID comes in. Now we can hear you. <laughs> shut up and shut up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but yeah, how'd y'all's weeks? How's y'all's uh, week going? Perfect. Weeks been smooth. Weeks been smooth. I mean... Work slowed down because of the rain, but we'll start back up on Monday. So I got an extended weekend. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've had an uneventful week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've had a, yeah, nothing that's really happened, right? Nobody's after you. Nobody's coming to run hands with you on Twitter, right? No, Nobody, no. I heard you were trying for a boxing match. Yeah, no one's trying to scrap. You know. Give them old push ups, man. <laughs> I got oh. you. Yeah, y'all made a bet, right? What was the bet? Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat Clemson by seven and not three. I'm uh, old push-ups. <laughs> Memory like an elephant, Nate. What, Nate, when do you want to do Memory those push-ups? Put <laughs> my back starts flaring up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he got back spasm. <laughs> hey, hey, do you, do you have a little violin? No, nah, man. Do you have a little violin you can play? Yeah. I, I got <laughs> – you know, I got that, you know. Uh. <laughs> I got to change my tampon before I do it. Oh, man. Hey, at least you admitted it. At least you admitted it. Um, but, yeah. Again, we that girls on game day podcast. Hey, hey. Shout out to the ladies, man. Looking at their numbers right now. They are rolling. We got to get them on here for a guest here in a few weeks. Uh, but if you haven't yet, go check out girls on game day. They just released their podcast on Wednesday. They have a new one coming out tomorrow. Uh, they're grinding, man, and they have a lot of guests coming up. I think hopefully Freddie Stevenson's going to be their first guest on the third episode, but uh, they're killing it. Check it out. Girls on Game Day on all podcast platforms. But for this one, we get to talk about some really fun stuff. Florida State football. Who's excited? I am so Absolutely excited. Absolutely no one. <laughs> I am so excited. I am so excited, Austin. I'm I excited there's only three weeks left, four weeks left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on PCP, so that's why I'm excited. So uh, I'm not on PCP. That might might ruin my future job endeavors. But, um, uh, yeah, Florida State loses to Pittsburgh. We'll kind of note on that just a little bit. But I think the main conversation uh, moving forward, you guys can actually go just listen to that instant reaction. There's no reason to really harp on it anymore. You guys know what happened. Boom, you get it. Go back to the instant reaction. Let's jump straight into the big hitters of the week. This thing is meaty. We got a lot of football, basketball. We got our NC State predictions at the end. First off, James Blackman is going to opt out for the remainder of the season. Not really entirely a surprise to anybody. Uh, surprise, maybe it didn't come earlier in the season, but he does intend on transferring. So the Blackman Hive, Slim Reaper, Slim Slinger, James Blackman is no longer going to be with the team. Thoughts? I feel bad for the kid. He got thrown in some really messy situations, and he really did seem to love Florida State. It just didn't work out, and at the end, I mean, he gave Florida State everything he he had in him. And you can't really ask for more, even if it didn't work out. I agree, I, but I can't say he was thrown in bad situations. I mean, as far as coaching changes, that's one. But being thrown in the fire, like after Frenchie got hurt, it happens. Like that uh, yeah. happens. Yeah, no, I'm so, not saying I mean, that. I'm saying no, four I mean, different I offensive coordinators. Yeah. 
offensive coordinators, head coaches, systems change, and I mean, watching, watching Blackman was like mm -hmm. watching EJ play in the NFL, like not having consistent O coordinators, not being able to be comfortable in the system. Yeah, that can kind of do that to a kid. So I'm kind of happy for him. I'm proud of him how he, how he did it. I mean, it's no love loss. I'm proud of the kid. Like you said, Austin, he gave us um, everything he got, and um, I hope he finds success um, at the next school. Uh, I, I don't think he's ever meant to be a 32-game at Florida State player. Um, I, some things, sometimes it happens where it just doesn't work out. Um, no, good, good luck to him, but it, it, it needed to happen just in order for the constant who's going to be the quarterback. Um, I don't care what anyone says. I'm sure sit on Sullivan wanted to go in. But at the same time, you know, they can they can move forward. That's the only thing positive I'll say. <laughs> yeah, like you guys said, uh, it really felt like James Blackman gave it his all at Florida State. He worked extremely hard on and off the field. And, Nate, you just said it. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. And, I mean, that's what happened with James. He was a, he was a great leader on the team, guy with a, guy with a lot of character. And I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for him at his next stop. Yeah, no, I hope he gets – and I'm kind of with Lowe's. So I'm, ha I'm really happy for him because um, I want him to go get an opportunity and get really just a fresh start. I wonder what it's going to feel like if he were to go to a program that has had a coach for years, offensive coordinator, uh, average offensive line. Like, I'd like to see him actually get a nice, solid – um, new feeling at a university and, and actually get a lot of playing time where he can become successful. So I know on my end of things and all of us at Noel Gainday plan on uh, rooting for him because he really was on that sideline um, and on the field too, definitely this year. But man, he had to deal with some terrible, terrible offensive play, offensive line play, man, getting blasted back to back to back by Clemson's defensive line. I mean, that was just the highlight what ESPN would run all throughout his time at Florida state was immediately him getting absolutely wrecked by defensive linemen. Um, but this man would get back up and continue to play. And that's something Florida state has ha had a good trend on of keeping these quarterbacks out there and wanting to continue to drive and fight through injuries. But um, he most certainly played very hard during his career at Florida State, and I wish him the best um, and, and wherever he goes. But he's no longer with the program at Florida State University. Up next, got a lot to go here. This was kind of a shocker a little bit. Maybe, maybe not um, to some. But Tamaron Terry, Florida State star wide receiver, is now leaving the program at Florida State University. Uh, he's going to focus on recovering from injury. It is not yet confirmed from his camp on what he intends to do, if he intends to transfer to another college or if he's going to go to get ready for the NFL um, side of things and draft combine. Uh, but he will no longer be with Florida State University after that game against Pittsburgh. Thoughts on that one? I think it would be dumb for him to go somewhere else. Um, take your draft grade. Um, if healthy, he's someone that can go to a combine and blow up a combine and improve his draft grade. But I, I, I would not understand why he would continue on um, and, and go in the NFL next year as a 24-year-old rookie. Uh, I, I think, you know, he, he has enough good tape that a good combine, you know, those two would match themselves. Um, 
I, I just don't think that he would benefit from, from being in college another year. I don't disagree. I think at this point, just take your draft grade and run with it. And now looking back, he probably wishes he'd taken that draft grade and ran with it last year instead mm-hmm. of sticking around for four games. Yeah, like you guys said, it's not, all, it's not only about him recovering from his injury. It's also just taking that next step mentally because it, it feels like he's clashed with a couple coaching staffs now. And we've had so much con- conflict since the beginning of the season in regards to Tamorion and, and Marvin Wilson and some of the other veterans. So I, I guess this is, this is the best move for him now, but mm-hmm. I, I also question the optics of this move. I mean, what are, what are NFL teams going to say to Tamorion Terry at the Combine when they ask him about why he left Florida State with four weeks left in the season? And, I mean, Marvin Wilson, who we're going to get to, he's out as well, but he's elected to remain with the program. So, I mean, Tamorion Terry could have – that out, rehabbed, and still stayed at Florida State, but he took it to that extra step of also leaving the program as well. So you could tell that he's pretty disgruntled with how everything uh, ended up turning out this season. You do wonder if it's true uh, of him not showing up for practice and kind of not really saying that he was done. You know, if that's the way he went out, um, I hate to say I wouldn't be surprised, and that's going to be the red flags that as Dustin kind of just said, that will turn off NFL teams. Yeah, no, word gets around, right, Lewis? I mean, with scouts and, and guys, don't you think word gets around with that kind of stuff? I mean, do I think it's a red flag because you have a guy not show up for practice, but do we know the ins and outs of what was said to this man? Do you know how this man was treated? Do you know what kind of, what kind of mental this man has been through with coaching staffs? Do you know how he wants to be respected as a man and as a player and what he brings to the table? Are they trying to force this man to play when he's unhealthy enough to play? Is that is that a choice that he has to make for his own benefit? I mean, these are all factors that we don't know. I am a former player, and sometimes we – as a player, you're a child. Like, like you still are treated as a child because you're a student athlete. Keyword, student. These are grown men you're playing for for you, so you have to have some sort of respect for the, for the adult in the room, quote-unquote. But you want to be treated as an adult. You want to be treated as a man. You're playing a grown man's sport. So we don't know what was said to this man while he was hurt. You don't know how he's being treated. I mean, Nazardine ain't played all year, and Terry's tried to play through injury multiple games. So we really don't know. So, you mm-hmm. get, so I mean, we just don't know. Do I think it's the best decision for him? Yeah, his numbers haven't been what – second team all-american numbers should be no they haven't they haven't been but we know what he can do we know what he's going to bring to the table when he goes to the combine we know what he's going to bring to the table when he gets drafted uh late uh, hopefully a day two pick because i think he's worth it we know it is going to happen but we don't know what's going on mentally with this kid and just to say he's going to get he's going to get red flag because of how he's handling the situation i think he did the most respectfully he could for a kid you know, I mean, he wants to be treated like a man. I think he took it, took time for himself to step away and not come to practice, not blow up, and not cause too much attention for himself. I think that's, that's what he did. If that's a red flag, fuck it. It's a red flag. But I think he handled business. Well, um, you know, to follow up on my comment about the red flag, um, well, first, uh, I think that what he put on film this year against Notre Dame, look at what, you know, the game this past weekend, um, for all the recruiting wins and everything that Clemson has, he still outperformed anything at 
anyone's fight against Notre Dame this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you can't deny his ability. But at the same time, um, if you want to be treated like a man, you want respect, you have to give respect. So in order to um, want to be treated like a, a grown man, you have to treat others like you want to be treated, right? Like can all I, of our parents Nate, told us. Can I ask you a question, yeah. Nate? That, can ask Nate, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is any as as are the co are the coaches are they a player right now dealing with a pandemic in 2020? Are they being asked to go to class and complete their degrees online and away from family during during a pandemic? Are they being asked to do that? No, they're being asked just to coach. They have all the luxuries of being paid millions of dollars. I don't see any right. of these kids breaking banks. These coaches are still getting paid. They're still living in like nice like these kids are being pushed to the limit. Yes, it's certain things at this point in time. A college kid should demand from a coach, and he should be able to get it. I'm not mm -hmm. talking about being out in the open about it, but, hey, coach, I'm going to do some shit. Hey, man, I'm not feeling this. I should be able to say that. I've been through three head coaches. I've been through how many officer coordinators. You know the situation coming in here, Norvell. Like, I get it. Maybe I may be more sensitive to it because I am a player. I'm a former player, mm -hmm. and that does hit home. Like, this kid been through a lot. That's why I have a lot of respect for James. I'm not I, mad I, I Terry, but that. I think he handled it the best way a hurt individual can handle it. Uh, he just did for me, for him. I, I, I think when you call your coach a fuckboy on national television. Uh, did he deserve it? Uh, Point, hey, did it? Nate, but you don't know that, Nate. No, you but you, I mean, that's I mean, just like, listen, so I had an interview about let's Doug Whaley. Let, let's go back to Like You get what I'm saying? I felt like that at that point yeah. period in time. Yeah, let's, let's go that back to that moment, like though. Boy. That was Point after. That, period, Nate. that was after. That was after he made you multiple don't poor know plays. What I don't care what I don't you know. You don't know that relationship. A grown Maybe man should have more composure than a, than a kid. Maybe I do. I'm going to say that. I, I, I do. should have more composure than, than, than a kid. So I'm just going to say, you don't know what was said. I'm not saying anything was said, but you don't know what was said or you don't know what transpired to make that man feel that way to make them say that words about Norvell. You don't know think, that. I, I think it's a good thing for him to be moving on. I, I, I never I, 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 I didn't and, doubt that, but I think he handled healthy it. Healthy or unhealthy? Tomorrow I think Terry he handled it the best way he knew how. After calling him coach a fuckboy, I think just not coming to practice is pretty cool. I, 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 I disagree. <laughs> I mean, you feel me? I think that I think that is heading in the in the wrong direction. I think where Norvell wants to go, so I can understand where that split off ties. Do you think? What about? All right, you go back. Let's talk about Jimbo. I want to talk about Jimbo. How would that work with Jimbo? How would Jimbo that work? Jimbo treat us accordingly. Like treat Jimbo treat us accordingly. No, how, no. If you were coming and you said I'm not coming to practice. Okay, one. There is kicking. no not one. There is no not coming to practice. And, and see, that's I what, what Terry I think, did. I think, I think what, what we get Terry lost did, on, though. listen, I think what we get lost on is like, we want these kids that's been through three head coaches and all these coaching changes to be like, fuck it, we're just going to ride this shit out. I'm mentally tired. I'm mentally drained of years of BS and changes and changes and changes. I'm not seeing, I'm seeing Miami change within the system. I'm seeing Florida change within the system. I'm seeing Bama never change. I'm seeing LSU not changing. I'm seeing these big universities stay consistent with internal changes. We're changing head coaches every other year. We just had a coach come in here and not win a fuck for us. I'm mentally drained. We don't know what these kids are mentally going through, but we expect them to go through and do so much. I can't sit here and blame them 
for it. But Jimbo, like, we're not coming to practice. Jimbo not doing that. But we're not also going through a pandemic. We're not, we're, like, it's, it's different. Time is a lot different. Their mental capacity is a lot different. We had a consistent coach. Like, we had consistent offense, consistent defense. Like, you know what I'm saying? We knew, like, we knew what we were going into. You want a kid that's had three head coaches, three defensive coordinators, and all this kind of stuff to be like, I'm just going to ride it out and whatever you say, I'm going to ride with it? No, bro. I'm uncomfortable. I want just a little comfortability. If it go against the grain, I understand the head coach. It's my program. I want to run it a certain way. This is my – like, this is mine. This is me moving forward. He has every right to do so. That's why I feel like Terry did what's best for him. Is it a red flag? Nate, yes, I agree. You should not have done that. But if you are going to call your coach a fuckboy, I expect you not to be at practice. Because I damn sure know if anybody would have ever said that to Jimbo, that wouldn't even – that wouldn't came out your mouth. Jimbo would have never made you feel like to call him a fuckboy. Like, that would have never even been nothing. Jimbo would have treated you accordingly. Now, I think Nate's gone. We don't know what happened. Where, you don't um, know why that man called him that. Nobody knows. It was Only to uh, Ron Dugans, right? Mm-hmm. Wide receiver coach. Yeah. Yep. So not to Norvell, but it was to Dugans, which um, that's another conversation once the season ends on who is still going to be expected. Dugans was here last staff. year. Yep. No. Um, he this coach for two years in a row. So, um, I, 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 I don't buy that argument. I just completely disagree. Um, that just shows for me. Um, I don't expect these players to um, be anything but student athletes. Um, I will say. Hold on, no, hold on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let me no. finish my thought. You expect them to be nothing but – you expect them to be a robot? Oh, I'm a human. No, 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 no. Scratch no. that off the board. I'm a human. Fuck all that. And let, if you're not going to treat me accordingly, I'm going to treat you accordingly. You just said I expect them to be nothing but student athletes, Nate. You yes. expect them to be robot. Emotionless no, robot. I, I don't. I don't expect them to be robots, but I expect. I I I'm a, I come from the old school where you respect your coach whether you disagree with or, or not. Same. You, what same your to coach me. tells you, but the minute you call, the minute you have that in, in, any any instant reaction or any altercation or anything with, with your coach. Mm-hmm. Gone. What foundation he got? What foundation does he have? To even stand off, to even have that respect for them guys. I'm be honest though. Let's keep it a buck, man. This has been what, there for the, multiple like, years. It's been there a year. You're not winning. You're not winning. It seems like it's a scramble to find out who was our real playmakers at first at quarterback. Let's why are we not? We, we, why why on, are they we, not we, winning? We all talked about it. So why are, why what are they kind not of winning? respect? What kind of respect has he truly earned from just like a pandemic, no spring, no real training camp? What respect has he really earned? But I can't see. I can't. Terry's I'm, I'm a third, Terry's a third year, goal. fourth year player in the program. If it was a first year player, I'd agree with you. But a guy who's been under Dugans for two years. What is uh, Terry's? I, what's Terry's record? Like, what is what is his record? He's been in the program four years. Is he is he part of a winning Florida State program? Why did Tamara Terry come back to college? To win football. He felt like his numbers wasn't good enough to go get drafted. Him and Brett. He was. He's inconsistent. Half-assed play when he wasn't getting the ball. That's why he came back to college. Mm-hmm. So he came back to work. What was to, to show that he can be a more consistent pass catcher and show more effort when he's not the primary target. So that tells me that he takes plays off and he's not mentally always there as a player. So like I was trying to say earlier, I expect these guys to be student athletes and give their all, not to be robots, not to, not to 
you know, change for their system, be your individual, but still put forth all your effort to the success of the program. I don't okay, care so what Nate, happens in the NFL. I don't care what happens after. I'm, I'm a Florida State fan. I want to see these guys succeed. When, when I know for a fact that he has not put forth all of his, his effort consistently, and then you add the way he went out, calling his coach a fuckboy, that's why I say red flags. Nate, that's, okay, that's, that's, that's just my thought. Nate, can I ask you a question, though? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Were you a fly on the wall? Do you know how that man treated him? Um, despite the play, despite the play. If I was a fly on the wall, I'd be really wealthy. Do you know how, do you know how that man treated him? Have you ever had Have you ever had to call somebody a fuckboy? No. You yeah. never had to oh, call yeah. <laughs> call Lucas week on Twitter. Okay, so well, I'm being serious. So like, have, 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 have you ever had somebody treat you or something? You be like, hey, bro, you're not going. Something was said. Nobody just says that off the top. Like nobody just come off. Oh, I'm just no. Something was it, said it was to make pure, it, something was provoked. Reaction to not taking adversity well. Oh, come me. on, get the come on. I'm talking. That's slamming the helmet and knocking over the Gatorade. Not aiming a boy as a coach. Something was said. He, that boy was provoked. I don't know. He just bust out of nowhere. We need to go look back at that film. I wish I could pull it yeah. up on here. I wish we could look back at the play on what happened and then see the uh, altercation, which that is most certainly going to be brought up in uh, the combine interview. That is most certainly that clip right oh, there is, is going to be brought up, and they're going to discuss it and figure it out. But uh, I do think, though, that the Florida State side of things and him aren't on the same page right now. His release was through a text message on that he screenshotted and put on social media. Um, he's on social media, giving away all of his Florida State gear, every bit of it, um, mm. gloves, cleats. Would it be blah, a grown man act like it? That's um, what I'm going to say. So it's interesting. Both sides are not on the same page whatsoever. It's not your like regular opting out. Usually, the graphic design team makes you a graphic and they put it out like you've seen all across the country. So. Um, I think both sides are not on the same page and we'll be interested to see where he goes, but uh, best of luck uh, to him. We'll see. Uh, next Crazy. one, Marvin Wilson. <laughs> Marvin Wilson. It should be interesting. <laughs> what I say? <laughs> Marvin Wilson done for the season. Knee isn't feeling he, good. Why, isn't feeling why, good. Why, Lose. Isn't feeling good. Play the season. Nate, you got something to say about Marvin, Nate? Let me hear you roast yeah. Marvin. Let me ride out on Marvin's ass, Nate. Let me, uh, let me, I, let me hear you take I'm not going to roast Marvin. It's not, it's not that hard. Look at his stats. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, no, 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 no. I want to hear Nate. Go ahead. I want you to go in like you just went in on Terry because he's going to stay and suck up all the scholarship money and suck up all the free meals and yeah. suck up all the free gear and suck up all the accolades not worth it. He deserves shit. it. So he deserves what? He deserves what? He put in his time. He put in his time. Then it's time. Huh? So, no, so, no, he, so he deserved a new turf room. He deserved a new turf room. All the new, all the new Nike gear after we won the championship. So all of them that deserve work? that. Nate, get the fuck out. That's bullshit, Nate. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. He don't deserve it. He don't deserve nothing. He ain't played worth a fuck. Not, not worth the accolades. And you're going to sit here and talk about Terry? And you're not going to talk about this man? Well, wow. Eric was on the team. Here's my thoughts on Mar. Here's my thoughts on Marvin Wilson. Here's my thoughts. He's overhyped. He's overhyped. He gets all the accolades. 
He's ter- terrible. Wow, Nate. Hey, terrible. You, you, you asked for my opinion, so I'm going to give you my opinion He's on Marvin Wilson. Terrible. Okay, you ready? You ready for you ready for a Carlos? I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're you you gonna butt excuses. In. I'm ready for the excuses. Yeah. I don't excuse think me. that Marvin Wilson um, should have came back. I think uh, he made a big mistake. For one, two, I think like Terry, um, your supposed leaders on the team, um, and if, if you know talk is true, um, I, I I don't think that. Um, you know, you know, he should have came back. Should have played. I don't think that um, he's leaving Florida State on good terms in terms of in terms of his uh, his season he just had. Um, with I think the bullshit this this summer with uh, the social media, I think that's something that could have been handled in house. Um, I, I I think that set a negative connotation for your your supposed leader to not support. The coaching staff, I don't care what anyone says. I don't think actions speak louder than words. I don't think his actions have shown that he's bought into to this uh, coaching staff. And I think that his play showed more um, than ever that he was just an inconsistent player and really couldn't care less what happened. So you want him to come back? I do not want him to come back. But you're okay with him coming back. You're okay with him sucking the system dry. <laughs> uh, I, I think that there's really no option because it's no option. Terry took an option. It's to listen, leave and move on. Hey, listen, Marvin's gonna suck the teeth of D1 football for another season, and he's somebody's gonna be gone gonna in a month. Realize. He ain't coming Austin's back. Done it. He's done in a month. He's like, wow, semester's, it's true. He's over. gonna suck he's the teeth of D1 back. football. Marvin ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. He's done in a month. He's done. I saw. I don't know what you're talking about. He's done. He's not coming back. He chose, no, oh, he, had a he chose to. He chose he, to stay on the team. He's already he's accepted. Bad. He's already accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he's not coming it. back. So yeah. what staying on the team is doing for him? Optics. Optics. He, he, he did I'm here to support you. Yeah, he's supporting his teammates, even though he can't play. Terry left. Eric left like a question? bitch. It's completely different. Can I ask you a question? No, you can't ask a question. No, you're a question. question. You only get five a night. Let me ask you a question. So <laughs> asking a lot of questions, Lowe. So, so you guys are going to be okay with Lots black excuses. Lots of excuses. How, how he transferred is okay, but you mad at Terry for how he left because he felt disrespected? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Wilson. Um, but you're okay he, with him staying he's for offering. He's, he's, he's leaving because of a knee injury. Supposed. And he, he's already made his intentions known that he's going to the senior bowl. Have you guys – I don't think Tamario Terry – Have you ever played football? Or co- have you ever – have any of you ever been in a college locker room or been around a college coach or dealt with that kind of shit? I don't think so. Because the way you – like, the way you you went off on Terry, but y'all okay with this man standing around for optics, but you're not okay with this man leaving because he felt disrespected how he talked to another grown man. That shit is beside me. Like he Nate, didn't make he didn't make that known though. Yep. It doesn't matter. One because he handled it with himself. I'm not coming to practice. I've already called my coach a fuckboy. I'm not coming to practice. That's how I handled it. Like if I if I want to disrupt the team or do some wild shit, did I come on the campus? I disrupt practice. I put the show on me. No, I don't disclose. I don't talk about what Ron Dugan said to me to provoke me. But I know a kid. I play college football. Nobody snaps on another grown man. Unless something is said to provoke him. 
So, yes, he left. In my opinion, cool, it's a red flag. But y'all okay with Marvin for sitting around and sucking the scholarship band? That's what I'm talking about. You're sitting around yeah, using it for so, optics. Hey, but hey, what good Carlos, optics? Carlos, what let good me, optics is let, it Let for? me read you this. He's this not a quitter. Bro, that shit is hey, dead. Carlos, Marvin's sitting around for optics. Carlos, listen, so glad to see Terry exit. That bandage had Ooh. was needed ripped a law. That's that bandage should have been ripped off a long time ago. And so, Marvin, that's the mindset of, bro, of, of, of the they people in the program. The same. They're the same. That's the, one just got better accolades and a better face. So let's just keep the better face around. He's not going to be worth a fuck. We're just going to keep him for the optics because it looks good for us. He ain't really cheering for nobody. He ain't cheering for nobody. He would have played better in the beginning if he wanted to play for the team. I, I he would have been prepared for the season if he wanted to be ready for the team. He wouldn't have blew up on Norvell if it was for the team. He wouldn't have sold out on Norvell with a little discrepancy about talking to the players over the pandemic if it was for the team. If <laughs> well, it was about said. the team, he wouldn't have been that boost in the beginning. <laughs> now you give him the I, I just said all like that. Every week, I just dog. said all that. Every I, I week, I just bro. I said all that, though, Carlos. Every so week, I don't know. But I'm saying, though, you're giving him a pass, and it's sweet for I'm him, him because he's Marvin Wilson. And it's bad for Terry because it's Terry. Did I just say that? Um, his effort was poor. What he did with, with Norvell should have been handled in-house. He didn't put forth all, all of his effort. He's had a horrible season. Should have but yet, you can find some little... The simple fact is, one person did it the right way. The other person did not do it the right way. Both guys didn't even go out of the program way, and we're moving forward. You did not know what that man had said to him to cuss that I man I don't give a shit. Don't you don't shit. know that. I don't Nate, give a shit. What do you Nate, think he kind of said? Nate, you don't know. You've never been in that kind of situation, so you don't know, Nate. You can't sit there and say that. Until another man sit in front of your face and say some wild shit like that to you to provoke you to call him a fuckboy, you can't say that. You can't. What, you would think if the Diggins walk, did go, say go something, it would be spread around the team. It would be on social shoes. media that You go that walk night. in his shoes and go see, and see, how, and see how, many, how many fuckboys come out your mouth. Go do that shit and see how many fuckboys come out your mouth. I know. It's what people we, talk about we, you and we, tweet about you and say about you for having to pull a hurt knee or a hamstring or not playing up to their expectations. That shit is hard. That shit we, wears we, on you going through three head coaches and offensive coordinators. That shit wears on you, Nate. Unless you've been it. through it, it wears on it. you. I so I think, I think if somebody said the wrong shit at the wrong excuses. time, and I'm a You're kid, I'm going to say what I feel. I'm going to get that shit off my chest. So if I'm going to call a man a fuckboy after people broke me, I'm going to call him a fuckboy. Move on. Marvin go. Wilson, you stand around for the optics. I don't agree with point blank. Period. If you, if you're not gonna play, you need to move on. Go away. Go the fuck away. Don't be around. Don't do shit. But go to class. Don't be around my team because now you're a poison. Next up, Devontae Love right Taylor's cancer. out for the season. <laughs> Devontae Love. Right Devontae Love Taylor's cancer. out. Get rid. Carlos is gonna get Devontae Love Taylor. Cancer. Devontae Love Taylor. This is a. This is. I can't be mad at him. The whole offensive line play sucks. <laughs> oh, fuck that. That's my take. Whole offline plays ass. Y'all can have that topic. Devontae Love Taylor is out for the season with lower body injury. And by the way, if you're not already subscribed to Hear the Spear, please do it now. I mean, that was, <laughs> if you ain't subscribed to Hear the Spear, I don't know what you're doing. This is. I can promise you, no other podcast is doing this. I I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you right now. So, all the other podcasts out there. Catch up. Uh, let's see. Devontae Love Taylor out for the rest of the season. Florida State's best offensive lineman, uh, and obviously a big hurt here moving forward. The season, in my mind, and I think all of us here, the season's already over. But 
Uh, you got to hope, though, that he is intending on coming back next season because that's a big help for your Florida State offensive line. He was the uh, only good one out there. I hope he comes back. Yeah, he played. He played well this season. Obviously, it shows whenever he's down on the uh, down on the field in the next couple of drives. It's it's hard to have offensive rhythm, which sucks, and that's what the case is. But Florida State really struggles with having offensive uh, rhythm whenever he's not out there. Uh, let's see. So Devontae Love Taylor, any comments on that, Dustin? Man, it just it was clear after he went went down against Pittsburgh that the Florida State offensive line just couldn't handle uh, Pittsburgh's front seven. He's been the the best and and the most consistent player on that entire offensive line throughout the throughout the season. So I really I really think we're going to see this unit probably regress a little bit over these final four games without him in the lineup at left tackle. But then again, I mean it's another challenge for. Alex Atkins, who I think has, has proved a lot this season with the way that offensive line has performed. And, you know, I bet, I bet he's excited to see some of the other guys that are going to step into Love Taylor's place and how they can perform. But we'll see what happens. I agree, I agree with D. Lou. I, I think it's another opportunity for a young guy to get in there and get some reps. I mean, we do, do have a couple games left. We do got to play Clemson. So, I mean, it's going to be some good, good quality reps. But um, having him in there, I mean, like when I played with Stork, Stork was that guy. Uh, we call it like poetry in motion. Like when you run the stretch, you run zone, everybody's steps got to be on key. You guys talked about like the Florida offense when he's not in there. Maybe he's that flow guy. Maybe he's that guy that gets the energy going, like with a little couple words right for the ball staff before they break the huddle, you know? So, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see who steps up and who takes on that role. And uh, I think over the next couple games, we'll be able to see who defines that role for the, for the offensive line. Louisville transfer from over the offseason, defensive end Jarrett Jackson gets his waiver cleared. It looks like he's going to have a lot of playing time this weekend with a uh, struggling defensive line with guys in and out and dealing with injuries. And obviously Marvin Wilson's out, which we really didn't really talk about Marvin Wilson yet tonight. But um, uh, Jarrett Jackson's going to be uh, cleared for uh, game time on Saturday. Uh, and we talked about this. What the hell took so long? It's November. I, know, I, did, I, did, yeah. I, I don't know what took so long for that to happen. Lordy, that poor guy, but now he finally gets to play. I know me and Nate were talking about it in the production meeting, but Florida State really needs some defensive end play both now and then on the recruiting trail moving forward. Hopefully it gets J-Rob the hell out of there. Please give, give him J-Rob's reps, please. Okay, can I – listen. He's around the ball. You can't ask the a question. <laughs> no. He's around <laughs> the ball. He just – just he's he just can't make the play. He's, he's around the ball because he's six six. Like when you're listen, when you watch the film, the eye in the sky don't lie. The NFL scouts are like, damn, this kid's around the ball. But yeah, this kid's around the ball. But damn, like he just just a fingertip from can't make the a play. play. Oh, I mean, I mean, know what it is though. Honestly, I think that's dog. I mean, I play with some great defensive ends. I think it's just the edge. I mean, Tank Carradine was a transfer and came in behind B Jenkins and Bjorn Warner. I mean, he had to come in and play ball so every snap he got. I think Robinson kind of got an easy way in there and starting. He's been there, what, for three years, and I was a three-year starter. So, I mean, we just kind of want to see a little bit more edge. He always close to making a play. He just don't make the play. I, I believe he is now a defensive tackle, Jackson. So, I think you're right. I think he got, I think he got moved inside. Uh, I, I think inside that's now? where – where you see him 
um, play now. I get my glasses. Uh, I mean, he's up to he's up to two ninety five, but you know he's a massive kid. He's six six. Big boy. I, I think with with Wilson gone and and Durden out, um, I, I think that Fabian Lovett has continued to improve week over week. Uh, I think that you know getting Briggs back has been extremely beneficial. Um, he's Briggs has put on some pounds too. Uh, you know, I mean, game. he's up at two eighty, two eighty five. So he's you know a welcome addition. I, I think that. Jackson will come in and be a depth guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at two ninety five, I can't see him playing playing end anymore. I think he's definitely a D tackle, uh, probably a, a, a three technique for for Florida State. But um, you know, J Rob, time to go. Former wide receiver DJ Matthews has found his next destination. He's going to be transferring to Indiana. Thoughts on that, everybody? Cool. Who cares? Whoa, come on. Come on. See? <laughs> Basketball season's coming up, Carlos. He's already 90% into it. <laughs> he says that every week. <laughs> All right, Carlos, Carlos can, let me ask you a question. Oh, God. A question. No, no. <laughs> oh, please. We're countering oh, questions. Here we go. What are your thoughts on, on DJ Matthews? When? I never think I, – I, I don't think he ever found a dominant role at Florida State. He never found his, like – we, we don't know what he does well, honestly. I know he's fast, but how do we utilize his speed? Like, Kermit was a kick returner and a, a jet sweep guy. Like, we used Kermit. Talk, I got out on a toss sweep. He took a touchdown. I mean, like, we knew what he could do. We just knew he was fast. We never knew how to use the fast, I feel like. I mean, that, I've never seen that before. We, we, he played a lot of games, but never seen him take off. Like, I've seen Keith Gavin run faster than I've seen DJ Matthews. Do you think it's a loss for him to transfer out of FSU? Um, no, I think he needs more film. I think he has to touch the field. I think he has to go to Indiana and be like, I want to return kicks and punts and run fast. Like, help me show I can run fast and catch balls deep. Like, I mean, he's just never shown anything. I, last time I really seen him play consistent football was watching his high school highlight tapes. I think he needs so, more fit. So, so do you think that he is just not a good college player? Because he has I, I, I think he hasn't been developed. Can, can, can I give you a prime example? Y'all remember LaMarcus Brutus? Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. Came in recruiting class with us. Everybody thought LaMarcus was a bust. Like, he didn't, didn't belong. He found the right system. When Coach Pruitt came in, when Coach Kelly took over, he found the niche. He was a two-year starter. For Florida State, mm-hmm. he just got he got developed. DJ never got mm-hmm. developed here. I, I think it could, you know, maybe this is off, you know, off the the road here. But I think an, an exact opposite example of that is Nick Waysom, who came in under under Stoops, played well under Stoops, and then when Pruitt came in, he disappeared. So uh, I I witnessed that. I was there for this. Uh, I was um, DB at the time. But um, Nate, I also disappeared around the same time when Pruitt got here, and I moved to different side of the ball. <laughs> so that well, was for everybody, Nate. I, I, I thought you should have been a running back the whole time, but, not, but nonetheless, but I, I, Nate. But I, but with that, I do agree with you though. Waste some play, but also it's we play a lot of two man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of two man. Completely different scheme and defense. So, like I said, yeah. the Brutus yeah, so, got developed. 
No, DJ I, I Matthews don't... been in three different offenses. He never I, got I, a chance to develop. I think he came in for a different offense. And while I'm not the biggest DJ Matthews fan, I, I would, I'm interested to see him play under – if he stays there, if, if, if their offensive or their wide receiver coach stays there, and if their head coach stays there, which you, you don't know if they continue to have success, that some schools try to grab them. I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does under maybe a better environment um, and, and some more accountability. That, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. Every kid, honestly, when I, when I see kids transfer out, I can only hope that they find stability because I understand the transfer. I understand how I get it, but like, you got to go find some place with stability. Like we, we talked about it. You want to find a coach that's been there for a while. That's, that's set like a foundation that has a history for him on itself. Like, you know, and a lot of kids want to go find that. They don't have that when they come to Florida State right now. They don't feel that. So I understand a lot of kids wanting to leave. Next topic here. This is a good one here. Nate's list. Viral list, Nate. This list yeah, that, uh, that went out. Dustin's already it, trying to get out of the pod. He's texting me. He's trying to get out of the podcast. He was late, but he's trying to get out. By the way, he's texting me. Unreal, Dustin. Unreal. I, 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 okay. I actually have been requested to leave. So <laughs> <laughs> my wife already has asked me to go. And I'm oh, like, no. mad at me anyway. Dustin's not married yet, though. He doesn't have the Are you ring. mad at me, Nate? <laughs> nah. <laughs> this is a great conversation, fellas. I love that. It. It's a good conversation. But yeah, Nate's list. I mean, um, you're wrong, but you know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's wrong on a podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're all just waxing poetic, really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, if you're not in our Discord, I highly suggest it. But obviously, um, Florida State. Uh, is going to have quite a bit of transfers expected here in the coming weeks. Definitely once the off season hits, once the season is officially over um, and we've uh, Nate was hearing things and he released a list and it turned out to a really good time on Twitter, Nate. I really enjoyed yeah, that. I, I, I mean, that was fun. I, I think reading comprehension needs to be um, addressed for people. Um, you know, people took it as gospel, like it was going to happen. It was just a, po- a possibility of names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have your opinion whether it should get, should get out. It went out on a pay site, and then people ran with it, which is what happens with every pay site. But nonetheless, I, I know there was some adverse reaction by a player's father um, specifically. At the same time, um, you know, I don't put stuff out there without some form of validation or some form of backing of it. Um, I've been doing this off and on for 14 years. And when I say off and on, I mean that means uh, writing or contributing to a website. When I left No uh, No Digest, I continued to stay um, talking and talking to people. Um, so I, I, I I'm not just throwing shit up against a wall and hoping it sticks. Um, mm-hmm. That list was initially uh, generated in mid October, and you know I'm hoping some of those kids do stay. But I think that as Carlos is, has elegantly put throughout this podcast is that you know there's a lot of people who just have had enough and i think it's best for the program that some of these kids leave and and some hopefully stay the few that i know that the coaches are really trying to get to stay but i think at the end of the day i think attrition is healthy and in order for florida state to kind of 
they write the ship, they have to get the people off the boat who don't want to be here. Who would you like to stay, Nate? Off that list? Off that list. Off that list. Have you um, seen I, the list, Los? Who would you like to stay, Nate? I would, li I would like Brennan Gant to stay. Um, I, I, I would like Gant to stay. Okay. I would like, I, would like uh, I think that he has a role in the defense. He's from Polk um, County, so I want him to stay. Yep. Um, I like him. I think that for you know one reason why it was he was talked about was lack of playing time, and I think that's starting to uh, to uh, change. I think he has a role in defense. I think that you know he has a mentality that this team needs. I would like Robert Cooper to stay. Um, I think that he is uh, really. I, I think he's a good player. Um, he's next up. I feel like he's next I, up. I, I don't think he's hit his potential yet. Um, you know, if he can. You know, dropping four more pounds, I, I think that he's definitely someone that can um, – that has a future in, in, in the NFL. Um, I, I, I would like King Dent to stay. Um, I, I think that, you know, for him it's huh? been a little, little bit of health issues. I, I, I don't think he's healthy. Um, I, think that, I think that ankle's still bothering him. Um, otherwise, um, I, 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 I'm – I'm okay with what happens after everything else. Yeah. What about my guy, Corey Durden? Nate, are you married? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I married two kids, man. Yeah, okay, yeah. You understand this. I got to get off. My wife say I got to get off now. So y'all, under, you understand this. Y'all other boys understand this. Hey, I love y'all boys. Y'all go listeners. Trust me, I, I understand. I am 2013 National Championship. Carlos Williams. I'm out of here, You baby. left out all your energy. You left out all your energy earlier against Nate. You left all your energy out. Now we know man, you can my, only go man, two rounds. Now I know you can. I got a, hey, I don't know about you, but you see Nate stop talking to his wife about them headphones real quick. I got to go. Say it again? What was that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, Nate, Nobody, he couldn't what? last more than two rounds. Two rounds with you. That's all he could last for. Hey, man. It's hard to go um, two more rounds like yeah. that. But yeah, I'm with Nate. I, 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 like I, I can go all night, man. I, I, I can go all night, man. <laughs> we told you he was training for a fight. Just I, don't, I don't say anything without proof. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was the list. Obviously, it was a big thing on Twitter. So time will do the telling. That's what I like. See. That's what I'm going to keep going. But let the time do the telling. Um, but I'm with Nate in a lot of this. I, I like a majority of these guys to stay, and nobody wants – players to uh, leave, lose, lose scholarships, all this kind of thing. Um, but right now, Florida State is in an interesting spot, very, very interesting spot, where you, you are going to see most likely a, a mass overhaul on players deciding to leave and some that want to stick under Norvell. And most part – or the major part of those are younger guys. Uh, a nugget I, I, that – on, on, You know, us as Florida State fans – I say us, we're all Florida State fans, have to make the decision whether it's attrition or not. Mm -hmm. In order yeah. for this team to move forward, it has to happen. There, mm -hmm. You know, there's guys on that list that aren't necessarily for the team. And for, for Norvell to right the ship, uh, for for things to get fixed, you have to have 100% buy-in. Not everyone on that list is, is bought into what Norvell is trying to do. And if you're going to do it, it has to be this offseason. When, when APR is not being counted, when you already have this extra year, year of eligibility, it's it a free year. Just, yeah, it, it has to be this offseason if it's going to happen. Yep. 
On Wednesday, uh, I received some info that Florida State has reached out to representatives of a potential candidate for defensive coordinator. Um, this happened, the contact happened on Monday. Who is it? I can't say. You're, What's you're her name of, start with? You were all of Discord and Twitter yesterday, <laughs> or mainly Discord yesterday. Bill Belichick, guys, okay? Yeah. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Uh, keep that. Um, you can cite us on that, too, please. <laughs> please do that, yes. Uh, I mean, he's got to go. I mean, Patriots are doo-doo this year, so he's got to find somewhere else to go. So uh, keep an eye on Bel- uh, Bill Belichick. But seriously, this happened on Monday. I'm told that it's very, 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 very early um, and this whole situation going on, Norvell allowed the contact to happen. He kind of had a neutral side on it. He wasn't against it, nor was he really for it. But this was a push from the admin and boosters. So there is some little nugget news to hit the podcast waves for you guys. As always, you can jump into our Discord and receive that kind of news days before it comes onto the podcast. So uh, let's see here. What else is last? last one i'm man i feel like i've been through a boxing match but we're on the last topic of football here at least for the quick hitters ncaa's new recruiting update and uh, obviously nate has a pretty big take on this too and you have a little bit more info on it nate um, so you know they pushed back the dead period to april 15th of 2021 um which i think is completely unfair for for these kids for both 2021 class and for you know, the start of the 2022 cycle. Um, and it, it's a massive blow to what any new coach and new coaching staff, and you look at Florida State, what they need to do in order to fill their class in order with a, an, any opportunity to, to flip recruits to show what Florida State has to offer on a visit. You know, you can only show so much on a virtual visit. Um, and, you know, I know it's a hot topic among podcasts and chat sites and Twitter about uh, Norvell as a recruiter, but you have to legitimately take into effect um, how how hard Florida State's been hit with, with this no visit and with COVID. Um, you know, it, it, it's been said by multiple high-level recruits that um, Nor- Norvell is extremely impressive on, on the visits and his presentation is top flight, top notch. And, um, you know, let me just remind people what Florida State was able to get on campus before COVID hit. Terrence Ferguson, Jordan Hancock, Barrett Carter, Justin Pazon Hill, whatever you want to call him, Zayon Reeves, Luther McCoy, King Jackson, Ken Williams, Tristan Lee, Caden Salter, Nylon Green, Philip Riley, who I think is the best cornerback in Florida, Keon Coleman, Sage Ryan, Patrick Payton, Tommy Hill, Christian Leary, Terry and Arnold visited multiple times and was slated to visit multiple times. Luke Altmaier visited, supposed to visit multiple times. These are all kids who visited or were slated to visit. So I'm going to hold off on, on the um, indictment uh, uh, of Norvo not being a recruiter and knowing that he's had to deal with COVID. Um, so for it's going to be very interesting how this class finishes up in 2021 and how it starts, because that means no junior day um, for, for these coaching staffs um, moving into 2022. So I think it is going to be very interesting two to three years on the road, 
what the transfer portal looks like because you're gonna have a lot of kids going through at school they've never visited and are just going to on 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 a whim. So what do you think this benefits more? Like which kind of schools does it benefit more? More successful gonna, ones that are doing it's good gonna right benefit now? the Clemsons, the Bamas, Ohio States, the ones that have had a consistent coaching staff and have little to no turnover, and those that have showed um, ability to win. So w- when you are in a a change mode like Florida it is, you have to sell. You have to show what you can sell. And, you know, Florida State hasn't shown that on the field. We can all agree with that. Um, but you can still sell the vision. And it, it's very hard to get that done when you, when you aren't face-to-face. Um, mm-hmm. You know, calls and all that stuff, it's just different. The vibe is different when you're not in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I completely agree. I mean, that, that list of, of names you just read off, that, that some of those guys are, you know, ranked in – the tops in the country. Yeah. Five stars, high tier four stars. And, you know, it was eight months ago, but like you said, Nate, people are just kind of forgetting what the staff was doing prior to everything shutting down. And I think, and you know, we don't know when we're going to get back to that point when they start allowing visits and, and things like that again. But you mentioned Norvell's detail. I think him and the rest of the staff are extremely detailed. I mean, we saw that on the junior days, it seemed like they were really starting to build that recruiting momentum before this whole thing happened. And then obviously the start of the season and how that's kind of been a, a disappointment, but in the future, after this COVID thing, I think Norvell and his staff will have some success on the recruiting trail because this year is just, it's not like any other year that we've ever covered before. Austin, we're on the football thread here in discord and someone asked, uh, who is the ginger-looking dude at the bottom left? Ginger. Austin VZ. <laughs> McDonald's employee. Oh. Go. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say it, Austin. But, no, we, I, I've told myself we're toning that down because we, Austin wrote 4,000 words on basketball. <laughs> we need Austin during basketball season. We need, we need 4, Austin because words. this is the good team in the program right now. No, don't. FSU soccer. FSU soccer is rolling too. But FSU soccer too. Yeah. But obviously basketball is the big limelight of the year. So my McDonald's jokes may – they're going to slim down. I don't think they're going to disappear. But They need to retire. They need to retire. I might opt out. I might opt out. But don't, watch out. Don't call me a fuck boy though. Don't call me that. It would be um, better for optics if you, if you just opted out. <laughs> it might be. Don't ask Carlos though. Don't you dare. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was from the discord there. Also, I need to note on here too. We had a nugget in here. I guess we'll just give some nuggets away. I keep on telling people, you got to get in the discord. You got to get with the Patreon. You guys will know about this before. This is a stale nugget though. They're late. This is kind of, this is kind of, this one's stale kind of, well, this one's actually from today. Jordan Travis is not participating in practice all week. Trevor Purdy is expected to be the starter on Saturday night. Also, Corey Durden will not be with the team and Raleigh on Saturday night seems to be a sickness there. Uh, so yeah, that is in our discord. you guys get to know about that? The discord people get to know about that days and if not hours in advance before podcasts. So definitely go sign up there. Patreon.com slash more game day. Let's jump into some basketball before we give our Florida state versus NC state predictions. Austin, I'm looking forward to, it. I think every day, I'm just itching to it. We're getting with our design team soon. And we're going to have our preseason basketball meeting to get ready 
for what should be a really fun season. Scotty Barnes hype is going everywhere. Also, the NBA draft is coming up coming up with uh, Patrick Williams, Devin Vassell. I mean, I feel like something's swaying in my body. Like I'm starting to turn a little bit. I'm st- I mean, it's hard not to with Florida State and the football program right now, but I'm starting to turn a little bit towards Leonard Hamilton. Like I'm just feeling it, just feeling it. And especially with all the news coming out, we got we've gotten all the preseason stuff. We the schedule came out this week. Yeah. It just feels it's, good. It's here. Yeah, it's November. It's, just, it's basketball season. We're here. You're back. Y'all are back out on Twitter. I mean, all the Twitter heads that are come around for basketball season are bright. They're back out of their igloo. Welcome back to FSU Twitter. Um, but, yeah, Austin, give us the rundown. Yeah, we're officially, officially 15 days out from Florida State basketball season. The schedule came out uh, on Tuesday. And Florida State will open the season against Gardner-Webb on Friday, November 27th. And then they get UNF before hitting Indiana and Florida. Um, then you have one more non-conference game against UCF and then straight conference. Straight conference the rest of the way, 25 games. And Florida State's schedule looks so good. They got so lucky with their schedule. You get both Duke and Virginia at home. Only have to play them once. North Carolina is the only really good team you play twice. So you play Louisville on the road two games after you play North Carolina at home. But other than that, there's no brutal stretches. Like, even when you play Virginia, it's the second game of a three-game homestand. Um, when you play North Carolina, you get four days to prepare for it on the road. It's, it's a really, really great schedule. Florida State really couldn't have asked for anything better. I like that schedule, D-Lou? I love it. But, Austin, I don't want to take over from your thoughts, but are you holding your microphone? I am. That's I like holding my microphone. I don't know why. Interesting. No, it, it's gone up though. You could tell the basketball season like really here because it, he used to have it down here. But like, I never, I've excited. never seen it before. It's I've never like been that close to his face. No, I've done it the last few times. It looked, you're, you know, I've you're, seen you're, it. It's just you're just like an, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it just I'm looks not like very a, observant. Yeah, I'll admit, I'll admit that. Yeah. No comment. But it does look like he's having an ice cream cone. Like he looks like a happy kid right now. Like his energy has risen a lot. But no, I I I love the schedule, man. I mean, Florida State I think has a lot of advantages. And like you said, for the Virginia game, what is it? Three? How many home games before it's, then? It's a it's a three game homestand. It's the second game, and the two games surrounding it are Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Who? Yeah. Um, spoiler alert to my ACC preview: I have two of the five worst teams in the conference. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. It, they get to play some of the green team against Wake Forest. Get to prepare for Virginia. I, like I, I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to work out really well. It's what just do you think sucks. the hardest is that the hardest game on the schedule right there? I think at North Carolina. I think North Carolina is much improved this season. They get bounce like, back year. It's not like last season where you have Cole Anthony, a whole bunch of scrubs. They get they got, I think five five stars coming or four or five stars coming into that lineup. They're going to be really good. And we've always had really bad luck playing in the Dean Dome going back forever i think that's a tough game home against virginia is going to be a very tough game i think sam hauser brings a lot to that virginia lineup putting him in place of mamadi diakiti he opens up so much for that offense where he can pick and pop all day long from that offense and it's dangerous and then yeah uh, yeah obviously duke's tough that voice crack yeah i'm, I'm tired man <laughs> you're grinding you've been grinding you're let tired. me ask you let me ask you a question austin what is what is one game on florida state schedule where you could see them being upset by a, a lesser talented team, you know, maybe on the road somewhere. At Georgia Tech, January 30th. I think Georgia Tech super slept on. A lot of people don't realize they finished fifth in the conference last year. Um, they just started off slow because of injuries, and they bring back almost everybody. If Georgia Tech stays healthy, they've got a really weird defense that 
and it, very, very rarely can someone score against. Very rarely do you see someone score more than 60 points against Georgia Tech. If we go into that game, we can't hit outside shots. Yeah, you could absolutely drop that game. Same thing with at Miami late in February. I think Miami's much improved. They got a, they had a transfer from Cincinnati who was sitting out last, last year. He's been in the system a year. That's another game you could, you could see dropping. But We saw what I, happened last year. Yeah, I, I think Florida State's too well coached at this point. There's a lot of guys that are familiar with this system at this point. Um, so unless they just severely lack focus in a game, I don't see them dropping very many games that they're not supposed to. Scotty Barnes, I trust. Scotty Barnes, we trust, absolutely. <laughs> that's never taken a shot in college, but we trust him. That's the thing, like, yeah. you're not going to see, like, those usual upsets. Like, at Virginia Tech, four Virginia Tech starters are 6'4 and shorter. Like, mm. you're not going to lose to a team like that. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I saw in your article, Virginia Tech's starting power forward is 6'4". Their starting lineup is 6'1", 6'2", 6'4", and 6'9". Good Lord, all over the place. Yeah. Florida State's point guard is 6'9". Six nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> when your point guard is the same height as your center, it's, it's, it's a bad game. We need the graphic team this year, the creative team, to come up with like a graphic just of just skyscrapers, I think, for the first game. I think it would be funny. And then, yeah, to start the season, Florida State's going to be 21st in the AP poll. A little bit lower than I think Florida State's – I think they should be – they're at the point where they should be respected enough to be better than 21st. Um, but at least Louisville wasn't in the top 25. I was expecting them to be, like, top 15 just because the media loves Louisville for whatever stupid reason. Um, so to see us 21st and them not being – was kind of a – it was a meeting ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I pretty much agree with the ranking, you know, sitting there at 21, especially due to the losses of Trent Forrest, Dem Vassell, and Patrick Williams, who were huge for this team a season ago. So to me, you know, 21 around that range, it kind of makes sense because I think, you know, college basketball wants to, wants Florida State to prove that they can do it again without those three guys. So but people said that the year before when we lost Terrence Mann and Phil Kofer and Fiona Cabangel, and then we back, back, we bounced back with a better year than ever. So I yeah. think I think this point Florida State has they've do, they've obviously gotten some respect to be top twenty five already losing the best player in modern program history in my opinion in Trent Forrest and losing two we'll get into it later lottery picks with Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams so I I like I said like you said I get it and on the other hand I think I think eighteen would have been about right and I think at the end of the season they'll be in the Sweet Sixteen again uh. uh- you know, I, I, I'm not the basketball guy that Austin is, but I just think that um, the system is there now. Um, you know, now he's adding top flight pieces. So, you know, I, I, I think that the next couple of years could be special for, for Florida State basketball. And not just adding top flight pieces, adding top flight pieces that fit the system. Mm-hmm. It's not like Florida where you're just picking out five stars and throw them against the wall. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. you're getting guys that perfectly fit the system that are going to make the system even better than what it already is. Hashtag extend Mike White always. Extend uh, Mike White. I'm, I'm Forever joke, Mike White. Kind of talk about, you know, in, in Barnes we trust, but, you know, the guy plays defense. He can shoot. Um, you know, for, for, for me, I, I, I just think that it's, it's a, a better Ben Simmons in terms of all-around game. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah, they, they're very comparable. I, obviously, Scotty isn't as scared to shoot, but I think Ben's a little bit better around the rim. That's not yep. a knock on Barnes' game around the rim at all. I think he's phenomenal yep. there, but Ben's one of the best in the NBA at it for a reason. Yep. 
Um, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, you know, like, like you said, Carolina. I, I don't. I think last year was an anomaly, and I, you know, Duke's gonna be Duke and Virginia. I think you have four teams that are um, gonna be ultra competitive when they all play each other. Yeah, I agree. I, the only reason I think Virginia wins the conference is because their schedule's a breeze. The teams they played twice, I don't have in front of me. I'd have to look at my article again. But I think the toughest team they played twice is Louisville, and I think Louisville's trash this year. Then after that, it's like Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. There's a whole bunch of bad teams. They don't have to play any of Florida State, Duke, North Carolina twice. Um, speaking of Scotty Barnes, though, he was named to preseason All-ACC first team and was preseason freshman of the year. The accolades have just been coming in all offseason for him. He was named to the Kuzi list as well, which is the – preseason point guard list. And then you have MJ Walker who made second team all ACC as well. It's just good to see him get some recognition that he finally deserves. Love it. Sign me up. MJ was good. He was really good last year. People always talk about his inconsistencies, but in conference play, he got like 39.4% from three. That's phenomenal. And you're, and you're expecting because you've been you've been around the program and you've been around him and players that he's played with, but do you see him kind of turning that turn of being a true big time leader like Trent Forrest was like, who is going to be that guy? Is it going to be Walker you're expecting? I, I think it has to be. I mean, we, we heard it in the Patrick Williams interview when he talked about it after the pit game where they, all they talked about was this is our year. This is when we're going to go for it. And then they lose the pit and MJ's the one saying, hey, we're sp- we were saying this is our year and here we are losing the pit. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think he's taking that next step as a leader. And I think he's going to take that next step as an all around player too this upcoming season where they're going to need him to can we transfer you know the transfer portal or anything does it work inside of one program where at one sport basketball can go to football and like those kind of leaders can go to the, that locker room is there like has that become available yet let me know when that happens um because it feels like leadership would be that kind of leadership would do kind of well in the the more center but that's just me i mean a lot of it comes from up top when you've had hamilton jones and cy there forever Mm-hmm. And then you have Smith, who was with CY before they came to Florida State. So there's so much familiarity with the staff. It starts with up top, and they do so much team bonding and team chemistry exercises that it goes a long way. I mean, in the moment, you're like, really, we're doing this again? But when you look back at it over a whole season, it, it really makes an impact when you have this many team bonding exercises like I know they do. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing with the busy week for Florida State, they signed the number two class for early signing day, getting all of their commits to sign, Jalen Worley, Matthew Cleveland, John Butler, and Nahima Cloud. Worley was kind of a late surprise. You know, going into early signing day, he was saying he's going to wait till spring. He wants to see the campus. And then on signing day, it comes out. He says he's going to sign, which I think is huge for Florida State. You get those four guys locked in heading into next season, and you, you evaluate your options after the season. Which of these seniors that we're going to leave now have this extra year are going to stay? It gives them a lot of options moving forward. Yeah, and no, that was big. I think a lot of us were shocked by that Worley news. And we, you guys can go listen back to our interview with him. And he was great and talked about how focused he is and how much he is in contact with Leonard, Leonard Hamilton. Uh, but that was definitely a shock to – a good shock to most of us whenever the news came out. Yeah, a, a very pleasant surprise for Florida State on early signing day. Mm-hmm. And- and the one decommit they had, Bryce McGowan's, I think he's announcing tomorrow between Nebraska and Georgia. Um, at this point, it doesn't really matter. But I, I think everyone's expecting him to go to, go to Nebraska. Play with his brother. Yep. yep. Chose corn over winning. Sucks. Um, 
<laughs> corn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then heading into next week, we've got the NBA draft. Uh, Devin Vassell, Patrick Williams, a lot of information's been coming out about them. If you've been in the Discord, I said it a month ago that Patrick Williams had a guarantee from a top 10 team. I just didn't want to say which team it was at the time because a lot of people wouldn't have believed it. Um, but now rumors are starting to surface that he has a guarantee from the Detroit Pistons at seven. Um, and there's talk that Chicago really loves him at four. Charlotte really loves him at three and is vying him as a trade down candidate. If they trade back to like five or six, Boston's rumored to move up to six. I and Patrick Williams. There's a lot of Patrick Williams hype and it makes sense. Um, the Reiner put out a really great article on him this week saying he's not a great shooter, but he's a good shooter. He's not an elite defender, but he's a good defender. He's good at so many things and him still being so young and having such a great NBA ready frame that you can develop that. Take all these little good pieces and make that a great player. And a lot of teams are really drawn to that. There's even an article saying the Warriors were interested in him at too, which is unbelievable to say coming into the draft process when he was a 17 to 20 type pick. Yeah. Dustin. Yeah, speaking I'm speaking excited. of the Boston Celtics, the cell worked out today. Yeah, you better start praying. The cell said a business. Y'all got to tell me. So I have no chance of any of these guys coming to me with the Warriors because I would like to follow NBA basketball a lot more. I'm a Warriors fan whenever I move over there to San Fran now that they're right there. I mean, I've got, I'm forced to pull from Steph Curry is my favorite player. Do I have any chance of having any of these two guys come or do I have to wait for Scotty Barnes? I think there's a decent chance, honestly. Um, They just, the Warriors just worked out with Vassell two days ago. Um, and in the same interview, Vassell said he hadn't changed a shot. He was just goofing around in that one video, which, thank God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're eyeing him as a potential trade-down candidate. Like, if the New York Knicks were, were to offer, like, Mitchell Robinson an eight to move up to two, yeah, they would take that all day long and take a guy like Vassell. Um, I don't think there's any chance Vassell falls past 12 at Sacramento. Um, mm-hmm. So, if, like, a team like Boston wants him, they're going to have to trade up. If a team like Golden State wants them, they're going to have to trade down to like six or seven. Um, really, with Vassell, you're looking at the New York Knicks as a big option, and you're looking at Sacramento as a big option. Um, the Phoenix Suns have been a little bit rumored to take him, but they've already got Mikael Bridges. I don't see them taking two of the exact same player. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the Wizards need a player like that. The Hawks need a player like that. Patrick Williams and Devin Vassell are the two most in-demand kinds of players. There's just not players you want to take with the first three picks, if that makes sense. And to your point, Austin, um, I know I know it doesn't mean much, but SB Nation held their mock draft today, and Devin Vassell went eight overall to the New York Knicks. So, yeah, and there's been obviously there's so many NBA draft podcasts and people that have sources. Um, Going back to Patrick Williams, they said the Patrick Williams draft is going to start at four with Chicago, and it's going to be over by seven everyone's firmly expecting him to be within picks four and seven, whether that be a trade, whether it be one of those four teams there, but he's not, not falling past seven, which is unbelievable to say considering where we ended the season. Interesting. I I, I think that's a great recruiting pitch too for, Oh yeah. For Leonard Hamilton that you top 10 picks, man, but your your six man may go top five. Yeah. Imagine, imagine recruiting kids in his, in his living room going, Hey, you want to play 25 minutes a game and be the fourth overall pick? <laughs> yeah. You know how easy that is? 
Yeah, unfair. A little unfair. F you, Schlowski, uh, whatever the hell his name is, that dude. He can go eat it. Never mind. I don't even know why I'm coming after. I don't even know why I'm coming after him. I just hate his face. He's ugly as a nose that I could hit the wall with right here. It's he's just so ugly, and I don't like him. I don't know why I came after him. I just thought I'd say something to him because he can f off. Uh, keep going. Awesome. My bad. And then to round out basketball, someone reached out on Twitter, uh, wanting to ask a question for the podcast, and we kind of talked about it earlier. Um, but he says, since this year doesn't count towards eligibility and it's a free year, would a guy like MJ Walker come back, being that he's a five-star but would have an NBA market? Um, he's up in the air. It really depends how he plays this season. If he, if he comes out and he averages 15 points a game, there's no reason for him to stick around for another year. If he comes out and averages like 10 to 11 points like he did last year, I, I think it wouldn't hurt him. But at that point, we were going back to like the same conversation we had with Terry. Does he really want to be a 24-year-old NBA rookie? Um, I think a guy like Raekwon Evans would come back because another year of college basketball is not going to hurt him. And he's the kind of player we need. Um, and same thing goes he's for another player. Like, that, sorry, my bad. No, he's he was another player that was uh, I thought was getting better as the season, yeah. season was going on. Evans was really good from January on once he was fully recovered from that hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for a guy like Tanner Ngom, who's yeah, he's technically a senior, but another year of – College development with a guy like Stan Jones, who's one of the best big men developers in college basketball, is not going to hurt him. I love it. Sign me up. Is that the Twitter question? Yeah, that was my Twitter question. Beautiful. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, we were talking about it in the production meeting before this, but we do plan on having a full-on basketball season preview um, so we can actually dive into a lot of this and conversate and um, hopefully have on a guest or two to help us preview Florida State's big season ahead. Obviously got abruptly ended because of COVID-19 last season. So also, if you haven't even checked, Austin's been detailing it on here tonight, but definitely go check out NoelGameBay.com. Check the Twitter. Go to his Twitter too. His is down below in the description, but go check him out. There's tons of content already out and coming um, every week, uh, getting prepared for the season. But like I said, we're going to try to do a podcast set alone on getting you ready for the season ahead for Leonard Hamilton and the Knowles. Well, let's jump into it here. Uh, Carlos should have given us his score prediction. Um, he should have given it during like that whole Marvin Wilson and Tamarion Terry segment. I think that would, that would have been a good time to throw it in there, but uh, we'll ask him what that's going to be. Uh, Florida state obviously is going to NC state at 7 30 PM. 7.30 p.m. Oh, God, I hate I, – I went there when I was little and went to a game there, and it was so terrible. I hate, I hate their fans. Their fan base is terrible. Um, I, I said this after we played basketball there. They you went to that 2012 game, didn't you? <laughs> I don't think – I think I went, like, the one two years before it, actually. I think. Yeah, it was two years before it. But they're still – Maybe sure I did. Won, maybe they I, won and rally in 2010, I want to say. Yeah. I don't know. I just no, remember actually, walking out. No, they didn't. Yeah, it, they no, they didn't. didn't. Christian Ponder fumbled. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Austin? I, I said this after the basketball game this past season. For being consistently the third best team in the state, their fans are way too arrogant. <laughs> they're they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, they're annoying. They're just mean. I just remember being little, and they just they're the Miami fans of North Carolina. Yeah. Except, like at least at least Miami won games in the eighties. NC State doesn't even have that. What do they have? They had that one tournament run. 
in what, 83? Well, you they said Miami Phillip. was winning in the 80s. Yeah, got Phillip e- Rivers. <laughs> e- even Miami won a national championship in 2001. NC State's been crap for they 35 have, they, years. They have Phillip Rivers. Who? And his 18 kids. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, y'all see Philip Rivers falling, trying to like turn his body to tackle that pick six guy this last Sunday. Absolutely hilarious watching him fall down. Just somehow falls on his back trying to tackle somebody. Like, how do you do that? I can't believe what what are the Colts doing? Uh, Charleston is on our staff in all game day, and I just feel so bad for him because he's a Colts fan and. I can't really say too much on Twitter because he's fairly new to the staff and I can't, I'm already toxic enough with being a Steelers fan right now, but there's so many things I would love to say to the Colts on how stupid and like, they, they just don't want to win. They don't want to go to a postseason or do anything. They have a good defense right now, but you still have Phillip rivers who is barely an average quarterback right now. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand the Colts. That was a stupid decision. I'd rather have Brissett than uh, Phillip rivers 20 sign me up. Put money down. I mean, they both of, played at NC State. Yeah, but speaking of NFL, we didn't even touch on Dalvin Cook this week. I know there was so much plus for, yards. Yeah, yeah. Dalvin Cook is still the mean machine, Austin. I mean, that's your boy. It seems like he's going to be like how he was at Florida State, just leading his team to wins every Sunday now. Yeah, hey, I mean, I wish we weren't winning because I want a quarterback. But other than that, it's hard to complain. Dalvin Cook's now in the MVP uh, conversation, right? Yeah, uh, I think we're too bad for him to be in the MVP conversation. If we make the playoffs, then yeah. But we're, yeah. what, three and five right now? Mm-hmm. But, like, he should. Like, he should be in it. Um, just if the circumstances yeah. were better for him, then yeah. um, it's just kind of hurting him with the team that he's on. But I think he most certainly is. And who would be – who's, like, the – what's the MVP conversation right now? Number th- top Mahomes, three. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson, too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But a, that, I think that game this past week hurt him a lot. Yeah, Buffalo. Got to see what they got to see what Seahawks are doing. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into it. Former FSU quarterback Bailey Hawkman will be the starter. Uh, he's going to try to get his revenge game on. Maybe the Florida State defensive line will show up like they did whenever he was in the game last season and try to get after him. We will see. Like we talked about earlier, noted on Trevor Purdy is expected to be the starter. Jordan Travis has been very limited from practice, so hasn't barely participated, really. Uh, so uh, Trevor Purdy is expected to get his first official start, a road game, 7.30, true freshman. What do you guys expect? And give me y'all's score predictions to end off this gigantic podcast that we've had tonight. I expect a lot of bad. A lot of bad. Hopefully some good from Chubba. I just don't know what this receiving core. Just there's just no, there's just too much lack of playmaking on the outside for me to think he's going to do extremely well. Um, but no, hopefully he he improves this week and he improves next week and going into next season he's got some good tape to build upon. What's your score? What do you what do you what do yeah, you? What's uh, your predict score prediction? What you thinking? Uh, NC State thirty four, Florida State seventeen. Okay. 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 So, yeah, moving into this game, I don't trust Florida State's offensive line without Devontae Love-Taylor. I, like Austin said, I don't really – I don't trust the receivers to consistently make plays. I mean, we've seen what happens there. 
And then I mean the defense. I need to do. I need to say shit about them. <laughs> God, it just sucks. Every Saturday watching them just suck the soul out of my body. Uh, not the kind of soul sucker you want. But anyway, <laughs> moving on to my score prediction. I think I think coming to this game, Bailey Hawkman is really going to be looking for some revenge. Last season in Tallahassee, it felt like this game was a little bit personal for the Florida State defense. I mean, Hawkman came in after an injury to NC State starting quarterback. And the defense just absolutely lit him up. I mean, they only got two sacks and six tackles for loss on the night, but it seemed like he took he took a lot of shots from a Florida State defense that wanted him or yeah, that wanted him to remember them after he transferred to NC State at the beginning of the uh, 2018 season. And um so yeah, in this one he he's going to remember that and this defense not even I mean, they weren't good last year, and they're so much worse now. I think Hawkman is, is probably going to light them up. So I'm going to go NC State 41, Florida State 20. Another blowout loss for the Seminoles and a three-game losing streak for the first time since 2018. Mm. So nice to hear. <laughs> I just hate that. So now, all right, 0-2 for all so, of us here on the show. Nate, go ahead. So for, for Florida State to win um, – Going in with a true freshman quarterback, I think they, um, what they've done the last past few weeks, abandoning the run. I think they need to go full on, run sixty times a game. You know, North Carolina State is really, really bad at stopping the run. So if they can somehow get some ability to move the ball up front uh, without Love Taylor, um, that can completely flip on Florida State when he went out against a a pit team that is one, you know. Steve from uh, Uncocker Talk put out on Twitter, um, you know, the pit rush defense this year um, is the fifth best rush defense of any team since 2012. So Florida State was having a lot of success running the ball um, against, a, a, you know, a, a really, 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 really good pit defense. Um, at the same time, they went away from it. So, you know, if FSU wants to win, they're going to have to run the ball. 60 times for 350 yards, control the game, control the clock. Um, like they said, I, I just don't trust the defense. Um, you know, that's not saying that Hawkman is a good quarterback by any means. I just don't think that this team is able to really stop anyone. They're, they're still beat up in the back end. Uh, they're, they're still missing their, their you know, contributors uh, at safety. Um, you know, I think that, you know, this team hasn't shown us anything that they can stop anyone. You know, I got it 40, 40 to 21. I got uh, NC State winning. Mm, so close <clears throat> right there near Dustin's, literally. I think Dustin's, what, yours was 41? 41 20. 20, yeah. 41-20, so you are right next to each other. That's crazy. That's what I said on the Mark Ryder show. I think I said 41 uh, I'm probably going to stick with it. I Like Dustin said, this defense is, has not shown me anything. I mean, I know uh, Marvin Wilson's not playing. He didn't play against Pittsburgh, but it's not really a major loss whatsoever. But I, I, I think, you know, we keep on hearing about guys that are hams and natural to hams and natural. He's not playing this season. I, I don't – that's – just been talking. That's another rant for another day. But this this, this defense is just not going to be ready, I don't think, to play 
against a quarterback that would really like to get some revenge on him. I don't think Hawkman's special whatsoever, but with like we've seen this whole season, below average quarterbacks can look like Heisman contenders against Florida State's defense, this 2020 defense. And that's what I'm worried about seeing. 730 in a trash stadium. I don't, I'm sure they're going to have stands there. They have to. I mean, um, the trailer park's only about a mile away, so they'll make their way over and do I their think, damage. I think they're still at zero percent capacity. I think. Are they? Yeah. I want to say that there was people there for the Miami game, but someone confirmed that for me, so then I can. I, I know Duke's still zero percent, and if, and NC State's twenty minutes down the road, I'd imagine they are as well. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't know. But offensively, true freshman come in. Chubba Purdy wasn't too impressed. I know, honestly. Pittsburgh's defensive line is one of the best in the country. Their defense is getting after the quarterback. Wasn't a fair take at all for him to go in there. That's why they threw Blackman in there for the time. But Chubba Purdy will get his first start. I think it's just, even though NC State's defense isn't like Pittsburgh's, I still think it's going to be a rough game for Chubba Purdy. I like the idea that Nate said, run the damn ball. If it's working, keep running the ball. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Um, but I've been, we've been shown that once things go successful, for some reason they abruptly stop and we don't see it again. And I don't know what that is. That's what me and Nate talked about in the production meeting. Where, where does it go? Where, what happens whenever you're finding success on the ground and then it immediately goes away? That's something that I'm worried it, is going to happen it's again. Play, it's play calling and the lack of playmakers. Making, mm. that's, that, that's why you have the script working so well and then you know things eventually even out and you, players got to make plays and force it doesn't have that right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, 41-21 for me. And, yeah. Oh, guess who's up next after that one? Um, I wonder which game that one is. So Florida State could potentially be. Yeah, Florida State could potentially be looking uh, at four straight losses. If if they lose this game, it, it's going to be four straight losses. I mean, let's be realistic. They're not beating Clemson next week. And just real quick, I did I did find it. NC State had 4,000 fans in attendance last week, so the home field advantage is going to be rocking and rally. Watch out. You say rally or Raleigh? I don't it's, care. It's Raleigh. <laughs> I, know, I, don't, I, I don't really care. You're right. You're, I can't get on the dust line. Usually I would for him saying It's NC things. State. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, I can't get on to you. They have some bad fans. Um, that's the nicest way I'll put it. Trailer Park, trashy fans. They probably call it rally. They probably do with their accents. I, I, I lived in North Carolina for like five and a half years. And, and sorry, and North Carolina State fans. North Carolina State fans are the biggest twats. <laughs> of, 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 I put them up there with Florida. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I know everyone hates on Duke and their fans, but they're really respectable, especially basketball because they actually know stuff and they're kind of entertaining. Yeah, NC State, they're just trash. Yep. They're horrible. I hate them. Yeah. I've lived here for a year. I hate them. And, it, and it's just going to it's just gonna just feel so good watching them. You know, I love how all of the college football games are getting canceled. They're getting postponed. So, really, at 730, what's going to be on? I mean, still the trashy ACC network, but still Florida State gets to play at Raleigh. 
And, you know, Florida State most likely, like, we all predicted them to lose this game. And just watching their fan base, I don't know, like, I'm going to have to find a radio. I'm just going to have to find the radio or probably my beer can is going to go through the 60-inch. So, I just can't stand them whatsoever. So, it should be really a fun experience, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Get your alcohol-ready listeners. Get your alcohol-ready and whatever just makes you feel better and make you forget things. So, If I see any NC State fans on work on Saturday, I'm swinging on site. Just know. <laughs> Austin's going to swing on site. That is how we're going to end this podcast. We had a really eventful <laughs> podcast. This was by far, man, what a pod, guys. It a little wild at the beginning. I was like, I was a little nervous we were going to go off the rails, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But <laughs> I was on mute for the first hour. Some, somehow Nate and Carlos were able to get through it. Hey. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them for talking through they're different. They're different ideas and trying to understand each other rather than just, you know, <laughs> screaming at each other and saying, shut up, fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, that, that, you know, that's, there's no other podcast like there's no other show. So um, we're all, we're all family in the end. So it was a great one. Thanks guys so much for listening. You guys can listen to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, make sure you hit that subscribe button so then you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. If you're on YouTube watching right now, we got a good amount of people watching this evening. Hit that like button and hit the subscribe button. Yeah, we got a lot of YouTube people. I had checked it out of nowhere. I was like, holy crap. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, definitely on iTunes too, subscribe. And then if you want to leave a rating of five stars and leave a review, we would most certainly appreciate it and probably read it Before we end, Dustin, please check to hear the spear sub or channel on the discord yeah uh there's some oh oh my god yeah <laughs> Should we I don't like the way that you guys are talking right now uh how far do i need to scroll it's don't recent. need to scroll at all oh what the f- <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah if you're not in the discord yet DM one of us. We'll get you in there. You, you, <laughs> you got to get in there. But yes, thank you guys so much for listening. This is us signing off. We will be there for the instant reaction between Florida State versus NC State. Enjoy y'all's weekend. Go Steelers. See you guys. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, we're